How's it everyone? My name is Mark Hastick and I'm the co-host of the Brewing Life Youth Podcast. Today we have a returning guest, Kaylin O'Kana, who was previously interviewed on the Brewing Life Podcast. So for those who haven't listened to it yet, Adam had a chat to him about how the birding bug bit him and an adventure where he got frostbite and got stuck in a bear's cave. In other words, make sure you guys listen to the episode. So, Caleb, welcome back to the Birding Life Youth Podcast. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me on, Mark. It's a pleasure. It's good to hear your voice again. Um, yeah. And just, just for those of us who don't know, which side of the world are you on? Okay, so yeah, I'm a ways from South Africa. I'm actually from British Columbia, Canada, in a town called Kelowna, BC. We're known for like wine, skiing, hiking, all that kind of stuff. Kind of similar to um, Cape Town in the wine country there. Cool stuff. You do quite a lot of birding in your local area and uh, keep a local list. How big of a lister would you say you are? Um. Well, there's a lot of listers in my province that'll travel pretty far outside of their hometowns, but I try to keep it to my local area just because I don't want to use way too much gas just to get one bird. But I am a pretty big county lister, which I was talking to you earlier, Mark, and you said that you don't actually, you don't really have that terminology in South Africa county. Yeah. It's more of a American thing, really. So yeah, from my home county there, I'm just at 272 species, which is the third all-time count for my hometown. So I'm pretty proud of that, but it's still growing. And hopefully this year I'll get a few more species on there. That's a good number. I think I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe it's just me that I haven't heard the word county before, uh, but it sounds very unfamiliar. So I'd, I'd, I'd reckon it's more like just local area or district municipality um good job anyone who wants to correct me you're most welcome to (laughs) and what do you think it means to be a lister what's your definition so to me a lister is someone that's going to go out of their way to add species to their lists that they might be able to get other places kind of just like um just getting species for the list not as much about like kind of your experience with the bird more is just getting that tick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I just thought I'd hear what uh, your thoughts are. But that's, that sounds pretty pretty on the dot. Um, and you went on a recent Twitch for a species new to your local list. And it's a bird that I, as a South African, have seen, but only on a farm or like the dinner table. So <laughs> what was this bird and how did you see it? Okay, so yeah, the bird Mark's referring to there is a wild turkey. So um, here in Canada and the States, for that matter, wild turkeys were almost extinct a, a long time ago due to overhunting. But with a bunch of conservation efforts, they were able to make a pretty amazing comeback. And now they're spreading across the country here in Canada and slowly just encroaching on different areas in the southern parts of the province so last summer i believe it was a wild turkey ended up in one of our regional parks um called mission creek regional park so it's this creek that goes down from the mountains through some like homestead areas and um into this trail network so um me and my girlfriend were hiking around there and 
it hadn't been seen for a while. I, last winter, well, this winter, it's just coming into spring here in Canada. Um, I was following its tracks for a long time, but just a couple days ago, I was able to actually track it down, get some photos, and it was awesome. So what happened was as we were coming to the top of the trail there, my girlfriend spotted it walking across the road, and she's like, that is a big duck, just because she's never really seen anything like that before. <laughs> so, um, yeah, then we followed it across the road, and actually it ended up walking into someone's backyard. So we just, like, hung around the fence, and it was just sitting underneath of a feeder. And normally in the winter, so turkeys get skinnier and skinnier during the winter, and then once it's spring and summer, they fatten up because of all the fresh growth. But this turkey was not in the slightest skinny. It's been happily sitting under that feeder all winter long. So that was a that was a good one for the list. That was number two seventy-two for me. And oh, that's we got to spend cool. time. Yeah, we got to just watch him for a while. And then eventually he came out of the yard and actually walked out towards us, which was kind of cool. So I got some good portraits of him there. Super ugly bird. But <laughs> It was great to see it. Nice. So, yeah, you seem pretty excited about it. Um, are you excited oh, yeah. because it's like a new species or was it actually a, quite a pretty looking bird? It was, well, a bit of both. For me, I, I personally really love just seeing birds and just hanging out with them and just kind of checking out their unique characteristics and seeing how they interact with the world around them. So this turkey was quite fascinating because he's, it appears he's gotten pretty close to the homeowners just because they've been feeding him all winter. So he was not skittish in the slightest when once we got to the yard, but when we were following him to the yard, I think that was kind of like his safe space. So it was really cool to, it's cool to see that side of him. And um, yeah, it definitely was exciting to get a new species on the county list because that doesn't happen way too frequently. Yeah, like a man. No, I'd actually love to have a proper sighting of the turkey, because not, not these domestic ones we get here in South Africa. Hey, you got it, man. You got to come out to Canada someday. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll come carry it by your house. We'll have a jaw. Yeah, you got it. Cool. What are the species you've gone out of your comfort zone to get that next checkbox ticked off for this list of yours? Okay, so um, species that I've really pushed myself to get would be, well, it when you're birding, it never really feels like you're pushing yourself. You're doing it because you want to get that bird and you want to you share that moment with the species. But <laughs> probably the roughest twitch I've ever done would be so if you watch Adam's podcast there, I talk about this story where um, this was a few years back now, but I was hiking and it got dark on me and I got stuck on the edge of this cliff and had to get rescued. But after that like long, cold night where I was hypothermic for a long time, got some frostbite on my toes there, the next day my buddy was going to pick me up and we were going to go north to... Um, just the county north of us there, a few cities, just an hour drive, pretty much an hour and a half. But um, we we're going to go up this ski hill and try to find a white-tailed ptarmigan, which 
For those of you who don't know, it's about the size of a common quail if you're listening from South Africa. Maybe a bit bigger, rounder, and it's a super hardy species that lives all year on um, alpine tundra up high in the snowy mountains. So we drove up the ski hill and we didn't get it the first time, but on our second attempt that day, we were able to scope it out and they were happy looking at it through the scope, but white-tailed ptarmigans are one of those birds that just never sees people. So they have no, no fear of people really. So I'm like, I want to get a little closer. I don't want to, I want to get some photos. So I hiked up the ski hill and just sat like a reasonable distance away from it. And it's just kind of looking at me. And then this skier comes down and I, and goes like a couple feet past it. So the ptarmigan flushes and ends up landing like right beside me. And that was, that was super good. I was like, just such an awesome experience, but I was so caught up in the moment. I wasn't realizing my boots were full of snow and I had just gotten frostbite the night before. So yeah, I, I got pretty cold that day and I didn't have any dry socks or anything. So that was probably like just the most punishing twitch I've ever done just because it's a pretty decent walk back down the slopes. <laughs> Yo, no, that does sound like this, man. Um, yeah. And did you see any birds along the way? Uh, you mentioned you saw a lesser black-backed gull on one of your twitches. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so lesser black-backed gulls, we get more than annually here well recently since there's more birding effort than there used to be now it's an annual species so that time i think that was 2019 2018 2019 something like that i had that white-tailed ptarmigan and then um on the way on the way up so we yeah we tried that first time then we're like let's go back down into the city of vernon get this lusty black back on at the time that was my lifer lifer i believe so since then last year this time of year i found a different lusty black back in my own county and i self found it which you know for your ego that feels a lot better <laughs> than twitching someone else's bird but yeah so that was a lifer for me then and we also found a coomlines iceland gull on the same beach there which is a cool species from the far north which we don't see here too often. Yeah, nice. No, I've, I've never heard of that other goal you just said. I don't remember how to pronounce it. But <laughs> but the lesser no. blackback goal is also uh, quite a rarity in South, South Africa. Um, mm -hmm. Is it a rarity there? How common is it there? Um, here in Canada? Yeah, so, I mean, it depends where you are. In the province, if you're on the East Coast, it's a lot more common of a bird if you're on the East Coast of Canada. Here in Kelowna, my city, yeah, last year I saw, I think there was three or four individual birds that showed up, and of those, I found the first one of the year, which was a beautiful, crisp um, adult bird in alternate plumage, so that was pretty awesome to see. Oh, I love you, man. Um, and now, back to listing. How does listing enhance birding for you? Does it does it enhance birding for you in any way? I mean, listing really is what gets me out more. Like, even if it's a gross day and I'm like, it's windy, it's cold. I could be staying at home right now and 
pick a sunnier day to go out on a hike and do some photography or go out just on an adventure or something like that. Listing is going to be the thing. It's like, no, I need it for the list. I've, <laughs> I've like walked like miles for birds before bike bust everything and just like just it on the hope of getting it for the list so you know i mean it gets you out <laughs> if nothing else yeah it should yeah that's that's cool it should be a new phrase like do it for the list man do it for the list yeah exactly. <laughs> i hear you i hear you yeah. and another another thing about that i guess is listing is kind of the more competitive aspect of birding so if you're a competitive person then I, I mean i'm not i wouldn't call myself a competitive person when it comes to like sports and like video games and stuff like that like i've i've never been the person that's like gonna try super super hard and push myself but for listing that's kind of my area where it's like this is <laughs> this is my field this is my playing field now so i gotta push myself like so normally I'm going to try to finish the the year list within the definitely within the top 3 places for my county just cuz there's not that many listers here. Mm, like we yeah. have, we have a good number and we have some really amazing birders out of my county but um we have a couple guys that are like way better than me <laughs> but yeah so that's kind of where where I'm going to be a more competitive person anyways. Yeah, I, I can agree with you there. Huh. Um, and just out of interest, what app do birders on your side of the world use for listing? Well, yeah, definitely not bird lasso over here. You're in eBird country as soon as you leave Southern Africa. And I'm not sure if other if other areas in the world use bird lasso. I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. But yeah, it's definitely eBird over here. You got some people on iNaturalist. But yeah, Canada is almost entirely eBird for as far as birds go. And then for like insects and plants and all that stuff, people are going to be on iNat. Okay, yeah, no, that's cool. I'm also uh, quite a keen iNaturalist user. Um, those, oh, yeah. Yeah, for those who don't know what it is, it's um, it's a really cool website. And they've got an app now as well um, that you can upload photos of any organism plant and animal and it, it like scans the photo and gives you suggestions as it what what to think what it thinks it might be uh but it basically i see it as social media for naturalists really mm. yeah so i think cape town actually last year uh or the year before i think it was during lockdown there was a city nature challenge around the world and I think Cape Town came in the top seven in the world or top ten, uh, but it wow. it was a top one in South Africa, and uh, my district, the Garden Route, I think was second in South Africa. So yeah, wow. South Africa is also quite a big iNaturalist user. Yeah, I I find iNat really helpful because I collect different insects and stuff like that just casually. I don't have a massive collection or anything, but. Just mostly stuff that gets stuck on my window. I have a little tube with cyanide to just put them out of their misery faster. <laughs> I, I have the same thing. Hey. Um, but yeah. but only, only because um, I was part of this project once where 
I helped discover a new species of stink bug in our local botanical gardens. Um, oh, wow. And, yeah, you must actually go check it out on my, on, on my iNaturalist page. Um, mm. A couple of my observations are of this unusual stink bug that has never been recorded before. And so I had to, you know, unfortunately collect samples by putting them in ethanol, little test tubes. Um, yeah, yeah. And then hand those into a professor who's, who's part of a, I think it's called, it's quite a long name, the University of um, Pretoria's University of Entomology in South Africa or something like that. And he's still doing studies on it, but it's confirmed that it's a new species. So, you know, right on. is great for anything. Totally. Yeah. But um, so what, what cool options and tools does eBird have, especially when you're birding alone and there's no one to help you, you know, out like when you're in a new area or something? Well, I'm not exactly sure how to compare it to BirdLaster as I've never really used the app all that much. But um, with eBird, if you're preparing for a trip or something, they have a, an eBird quiz. So I found that super helpful when I, before I traveled to South Africa, just so I didn't, I wasn't like way too new to it, everything I'd seen before. So I'd flick through the illustrated checklist and the, as well as just the, the normal field guide, you know. And then you could also take a quiz. So it can quiz you on sounds, it can quiz you on photos. And I found that super helpful. And then also you can use the explore feature and see where, where are the birding hotspots? Where do the birders bird, if you will? So even for my own region, I can use that and go like, just kind of look through historical records and go like, where have birds been seen on this day? And then you can go through and yeah, I find that super helpful. And right now I'm planning a trip up to the northern, north um, eastern corner of my province. So I'm using eBird to see if there's a specific species I want to find, like a yellow rail, for example, which is a super elusive bird. And even more so in my province where there's very little known about it. I can go like, okay, which marshes has it been seen at before? Which ones have the highest percentage of finding it? If you look through all the other checklists and kind of find that out. So yeah, eBird is such an amazing tool. So I highly recommend it if there's any birders out there in South Africa who are looking to expand out to other birding platforms aside from BirdLaster, eBird is a pretty great one. This has been such a great podcast with Kaylin. If you've enjoyed this podcast so far, be sure to listen out next week because part two of this interview will be released then. I just want to thank Mark Aistek for once again conducting the interview. He's doing such a great job. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on your preferred podcast streaming platform and be sure to connect with us on all our social media platforms. Until next time, happy birding. Mm-hmm.